You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Go Plug Yourself. We've been talking to awesome people in Montreal since 2011. Just a friendly reminder that if you're going to be buying anything on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, uh, go to 9to5.cc first and click the links at the bottom or in the sidebar so that we get a bit of that money. Uh, f- also, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and enjoy the show. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. Hey! Guess what? What? It's Fantasia, bro. Fante. Fante? Did we do any Fantasia podcasts last year? Last year? You and I? I don't yeah, think we did. I know I know. John did some solo ones where he was reviewing the films. I don't think we... I think the last time that we sat down with Fantasia creators was uh, with the creators of Kung Fu Elliot. We sat down with uh, Jared and someone else. Jared Belvo. Remember Kung Fu Elliot? Yes, I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so but today... And now it's 2016. Now it's 2016. Two years have passed since it's, the last It's time. Fantasia edition number 20. Something like 20th that. 20th edition? Yeah. No. It, oh, it, no. I thought you meant like our, our 20th Fantasia podcast. It's not. No. Maybe. It's Fantasia. 20th Fantasia anniversary 20th. Fantasia. Yep. And, and here now with our first uh, special Fantasia episode <laughs> this year, we have a gentleman. Introduce yourselves, please. I'm uh, Jeff Mahar. Yep. Director of Bed of the Dead. Right. And Colin Price, Virgil Carter in Bed of the Dead. In Bed of the Dead. The lead. Of the lead. The you're the, you're the Not co- the bed. So you're the one of the leads. You're yeah. the cop? I'm the cop. Right. So yeah. I was like, I watched the trailer and I was like, you're the cop. You're not right. on the bed. You're not, no, you're I'm not, not trapped on the bed. On the bed. No. <laughs> No, definitely not. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we'll just we'll just introduce the film a little bit. Like, you guys have uh, you have two screenings. You have a midnight screening that I don't think this episode is going to be up for, but then you have a second screening, and I think you have a good spot. Midnight screenings for a movie about a killer bed seems like a when's the episode going? fairly appropriate. Yeah. Not today, I realize. But <laughs> oh, because one midnight screening is today. midnight screening tonight. Okay, like, we're, then, when we're when's the other one? Uh, August first. August first. Yeah, cool. yeah, towards, right. uh, towards yeah, the wrap. Awesome. Yeah. And so you guys made a movie about. Uh, a bed. Yeah, tell us a little <laughs> bit about it. Tell us, tell us where I it came like, from. Yeah. Like, just if you haven't watched the trailer, listener, I feel you should go out and watch the trailer because it starts off like it's super serious and it's going to be this occult thing and you have these guys chopping down. And I'm not to say it doesn't, it's let's not them serious. Them, them, I'm them just saying, the watch the trailer, <laughs> then listen to the podcast. I agree, so, the trailer's uh, awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyping up the so, trailer. Uh, well, uh, so we have a slate of eight films that we have with uh, Breakthrough Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Eight? Eight movies. Okay. Uh, that are all at the festival? No, no, no. That no. we have to complete I see. within a, a few years. And okay. we, we're, you know, we have a lot of uh, ideas and stuff, and we're throwing things around, and <coughs> uh, but we weren't getting anywhere. So I had talked to the film's composer, Steph Copeland. Uh, we were chatting about, you know, being children and being scared of what's under the bed. Right. Because one night I ran into the room and I le- leapt up onto the bed. And I said, remember when you used to try to jump as far away from the bed as possible to avoid the hand grabbing you? Yeah, exactly. And um, she you said... Jump into directly into the hallway. Like, is the hallway <laughs> safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she said, uh, that's a great idea. You should pitch that as an idea. So I got together with, uh, with Cody Callahan. We had a couple beers. We banged out sort of a rough idea of what the film might be. And mm-hmm. we pitched it. And I think three weeks later, it was greenlit. Cool. Yeah. 
It seems like that's I, how all films get greenlit, right? It's usually that easy, as, as yeah. Well. <laughs> From my understanding, that's how that usually works. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, Walter and I have a ton of greenlit films. Oh yeah, so <laughs> many. We know we pitch movies and nothing goes anywhere. No, we don't pitch movies. We just kind of by, by pitching movies, we've like drunkenly mentioned to people that we'd like to make a movie, my in- and then it never goes anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> my, my initial excitement, my initial excitement about the uh, about Bed of the Dead, which I've not seen yet. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if there's a screener available, but I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, I'd like to though. Um, I was, I, it picked my interest because I was in a uh, I myself was in a short horror film a few years ago uh, that was called Lazy Boys and that was about a like a killer couch a, a killer couch oh so <laughs> awesome so <laughs> I'm I'm liking that there's this whole that this is like this like subgenre apparently <laughs> a sub sub subgenre it's a new, it's a new genre of horror of, film where of, of like haunted or possessed furniture or like, it, yeah, it could be like the bigger universe like the Marvel universe now we have the haunted furniture <laughs> yeah, universe exactly. and we have the lazy boy and <laughs> yeah the, and the bed of the dead and, the bed. and deathbed George Barry's deathbed <laughs> comes back and there's, I'm awesome. sure there's, there must be other there's got to be a more killer Furniture. I mean, it, I was like, I was, I'm trying to think. Well, not furniture. I was like, there's well, maximum overdrive is killer car. Right. I'm just like killer inanimate objects. Rubber is killer tire. Rubber. Yeah. yeah. You just have to have like <laughs> just tons of killer things that are not actually alive, yeah, like yeah, or yeah. monsters. You're just like, here's the thing. Well, it's I, in it. I, I was just sitting with Steph the, again, the composer this morning. We were having a coffee, and she was. I was joking about we should set up a website and 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 have haunted furniture and send it to people and she's like well that's actually a good idea because we're both broke now uh, so she's like yeah we'll go to value village we'll buy a chair and we'll just put it on thing and say this is officially better the dad has, has said that this is a haunted chair and we'll start have a bidding wars and official stuff. haunted chair from yeah. the set of better yeah. the dead yeah. Yeah. That's so a good idea. what's what's the, uh, the what's the actual premise of the film now uh, so <coughs> you there's what happened is this the, there were these sort of um, ritual killings four five hundred years ago um, and these people were killed and hung t- on this one tree and uh, a big oak tree and um, so it's all the blood sort of there's blood all over the tree and it goes into the ground and this tree is, is, has hung hundreds of people through these religious killings and then you flash forward five hundred years later and, and a, a furniture maker cuts it down and turns it into a bed as they do as they right, do, right? And now the the bed. Do is furniture sort of makers often like cut the tree down themselves? To, to they do don't. Fashion? Okay, they don't. <laughs> but of course, it's low budget, so the furniture maker is but also the no, yeah, no, no, no. You're tapping into the whole like hipster, <laughs> you got rid of the like <laughs> exactly like the whole like it's like a DIY <laughs> right. furniture maker where you're like he sourced the wood himself, exactly. Right, you know, yeah, like yeah, from one craftsman all the way through bed the line of production. You know, yeah. it's like I went, I grew the tree, I chopped it down, I built everything. Exactly. That's all. It's like like. Organic, very organic. organic. Yeah, I get it. It's, so yeah, so that's so one ba- guy. So basically, he builds he this um, this what we call an emperor size, which yeah. is the next step up from a king size. Yeah, is it's it a, bigger it, than a California king? It's a double queen. Whoa! So we actually built it. It's two queens can fit. Uh, horiz- what this way? What would yeah. that be? Vertically, horizontally, horizontally. horizontally. Yeah, it's not long. It's a, so, wow, so it's a double. A it's a double queen, which is a, called an emperor size, and he made it for an emperor. Yeah. That's it, because yeah, in, in the trailer you dropped emperor size, and I was like, "Is that a thing?" And I it's like, I looked th- it up, and I was like, "It's a thing." It's a it's thing. Emperor size bed. So he so he made this bed, and and now of course uh, <coughs> you flash forward to maybe fifty six years later, mm-hmm. and we're in a, a a big city, and there's a sex club, and the owner uh, f- f- finds out about this bed frame and says, "I got to buy this bed and make it one of the features in our sex club and one of the rooms that you can." Rent. As you do. As you do, <laughs> yeah. and so that's where our our, our heroes um, go to the sex club to they're sort of experimenting. Maybe we all want to have a 
group thing, or I don't know what's going to happen. And if we do, we need an emperor size bed. <laughs> so they, yeah. yeah, they 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 pay King the premium. They get the uh, the emperor size bed, and right. and then mayhem ensues. And then I guess at some point they call the cops. And well, well, and all this was over a, just two drinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the, well, That's well the, seems well, they don't call the they they don't call the cops. They they uh, so there's a procedural element to the movie. So. We're cutting between what happened the night before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And the morning. Well, it's oh, five okay. in the morning. Right. It's the sun's still down. It's still dark. A few hours later. Yeah. And we're intercutting between what happened and, and what mm-hmm. Colin or Virgil Carter is discovering. Okay, cool. So you have like the, like, you're on the scene of the crime and you're like, what happened? And then we get to cut back. And, and then we, we show you mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. yeah. So, if, cool. so, and the idea originally was let's show these ridiculous. Kind of like Saw. Yeah, like the original song. Yeah, let's show ridiculous murders, like someone's mashed into the ceiling, and the audience is like, "Well, how would that ever happen?" Yeah. Well, now we're going to show you how it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that mm-hmm. was kind of the original idea. It was kind of supposed to be fun like that. And is there a comedic element to it, or is there like, would you say there's like a darkly comedic element that runs? I through think it? so. Yeah, there's some funny moments. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. Well, yeah. I mean, like just and again, obviously. It's your movie, and I don't want you to spoil it. But even I'm just saying, like, watching from the trailer, you can kind of get the hint that it's not necessarily playing for laughs, but it is about a bed killing people. Like, yeah. it was, like, even, like, we were just looking at the, the still that you guys have in the in the program. It's, like, of a girl screaming with, like, blood, like, erupting out of the bed or whatever. Like, right. to a Fantasia audience, that's that's a joke. Right. You know, like, like to a lot of audiences, they'd be like, that's horrific. But, like, to the, like, genre film Fantasia people, like, they're going to, you're going to obviously have, like, cheers for the kills. I've been so upset at some things that the Fantasia audience is laughing. Like, there's <laughs> been like some like just like dead serious movies just, uh, that, that and you'll hear like chuckles just sort of like yeah. go through the crowd. I'm like, guys, shut up! That's it. And especially especially for tonight at your midnight showing, you're just sort of oh, like yeah. any gruesome kill is just gonna like it doesn't matter how like well shot and scary it might be like the midnight audience is just going to be like applauding and cheering oh, you know? like, oh that's exciting yeah, yeah. No, it, right. cool, cool, cool. have you never experienced Fantasia before oh no I, this is my uh, fourth time because I've shot a, a f- few films that have been here what, mm-hmm. uh, what, uh, what, what have you had before uh, I was here I shot Antisocial okay. I shot Antisocial 2 I shot Bite uh, I did some second unit stuff for Drownsman mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, right. Yeah, so you're well acquainted. So yeah, yeah. You, you know what you. You, you haven't you been to a midnight show before. I never. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Friday Saturday night midnight showings are just sort of like everybody's rowdy and oh, good. it's like it's great. Like to the point where we watched. Uh, oh, wow. it, it, your guys are gonna have a blast. Like we watched. A, I went to go see a movie. It was two years ago, Zombievers. Right. And I was like so hyped by it. Like oh. I was like, it's the best. And I made Walter go see it, but Walter went to go see on on like a second showing. Yeah. And Walter was like. Oh, that w- it was funny and it was whatever. I was like, it was amazing. Beavers were like killing everybody. And I was like, all oh, right. I was at like a midnight audience where everybody was like screaming. I saw it like at five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. That's it. He was like, it was a good movie, but I was like, I don't. You got, got like super hype, but I was like, yeah. It, well, they really managed to capture that like midnight movie. That's like, interesting because we have our next screening August first is five. Yeah. So and right. we'll we'll come now. We're staying in a nice Airbnb. Okay. We're here <laughs> for five days. Right. We're eating really well. I think. Steph and I are going to slum it when we come back on the first and like stay at the Old Bay and uh, yeah. around Saint Jean. Oh, yeah. and it's kind of you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah, um, be careful there. But I, uh, <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. I, I love the Old Bay. I've stayed there since I was. <laughs> the the, the hostel? No, it's a motel. Which yeah. one are we talking about? Uh, Saint Jacques. Yeah, it's the one that kind of looks like a castle. It's like stone rose. Yeah, oh, rose, that's right. Rose stone kind of thing. Like, yeah, right. be careful there. Yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it. I know it well. I know it. I say, I'm from Montreal, so yeah. So, yeah, I saw that this is like a bit of a homecoming for you. Yeah, right? like, it's very exciting to 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 be. I went to Dawson. I went to Vanier, and I. This is the city that I grew up in, and I went to Dawson and Vanier. Yeah, interesting. 
It was Dang. one of those things, you know, when you when you change high schools because people are picking on you or you have an issue with someone. Sure. I did that from Dawson. I went to Vanier. Uh-huh. Yeah. I probably should have done that from Dawson at one point, but I just uh, stuck it through just Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just endured it. And you're like, I, don't know why. I don't know why I'm putting up with this. No, it was good times. Um, so where, uh, where were you guys, I guess, where were you, where are you based out of now, and where were you shooting the film? Like, uh, uh, So we're based in Toronto, night all of us, and then uh, we shot the film in Hamilton. In Hamilton. 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 And we're city. big fans of, of The Hammer because it's, yeah. a, it's a really neat city. It's, very, it's blue-collar. There's a really interesting art scene there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the architecture is fantastic, and uh, yeah, we're there's famous. a lot of stuff that's filmed there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because I, I find it—it it has a—I I can imagine, like, just having been to Hamilton and stuff. It has like a good enough city vibe without actually probably having all of the like and really annoying permits to film in a really big city. Yeah, <laughs> like you're just sort of like it still has like a big enough like oh I could make this look like a city depending yeah. on how you shoot without. It's, Shutting down a street in Toronto, you that's know, right. like, mm-hmm. and the vibe is cool. It's almost like it, maybe it's the Montreal of Ontario. Mm. Dare I say? Mm. Is that I don't know. between what? What between? I don't know. What? What's, what's I feel Ham- Hamilton. Hamilton is a little more blue collar than Montreal. I think it is more blue collar, but it's but the art scene right is yeah, vibrant. Yeah. Right. This is and big, this, is, this is quite the revelation to me. I mean, I have very minimal knowledge of the Hamilton scene. Right. It's cool. Cops call because I, I mean, even Montreal is a big city, but yeah. it's small in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. tight knit city. It's a really especially if you're English. Especially yeah, if you're <laughs> Anglophone, certainly. But city gets real small when you're. That's English. right. <laughs> and and there's I find a similar vibe. I love Toronto, but it's a, it's a little it's different. Mm. Yeah. You can say it. It's the worst. I know. Just, I'm just, I'm come just, on, now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now, Colin. Now. Toronto is my second favorite city in Canada. No, it's oh. not. Now, when what, what, what when, is uh, something else? Now, when was <laughs> like how was the how was this project like pitched to you? Like how did you how did you how did it come to you? And uh, what did you, what did you think when you first when you first came across the uh, the, the, the script or through the, the script? The yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, my agent submitted me, mm-hmm. got the breakdown, and then just had to basically go in and for an audition. Yeah. So I auditioned, um, and you were down like, from day one, or. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to see the full script until after I found out that I booked the part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was an audition. There was a callback, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, I, I do believe. And then after that, it was a little bit of waiting game. Yeah. Um, and then the celebration. To the problem was Colin was too young and too good looking <laughs> for the part. You're like, I've been pictured grizzled police I officer. I pictured much more grizzled, but Colin just nailed it right. and kept nailing it. So. You just, you so now the detective is. And I was like, I don't know if you had the stubble on the, if you had the stu- if you were rocking the stubble on the audition, because I was like, the stubble, you're looking a little grizzled. Yeah, like, we do, have- I mean, we did our best to <laughs> to grizzle it up. Yeah, well, we modeled your beard after mine because I have little whites starting to show. <laughs> so I told Ariana, well, mine are coming. Give him little whites in there. So yeah. a little, little bit of white we, in the beard. And You've we seen made some yeah. shit, man. We made you untuck your shirt. We gave you an extra large shirt. <laughs> yeah, anything. But he's got like a six pack. Like he's all svelte, but. It's hard to make him not. He's got to look a guy that's been like around, you know, like so solved a lot of crimes. Let's make our attractive lead look like shit. That was the like, goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like well, look Stallone in like, Copland. Just like He's Stallone. kind of a wrecking ball. Copland, really. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if, when you see it, Virgil is, is a wrecking ball, really, right? Mm. Oh, he's a mess. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's this. He and likes. Had you done like horror uh, or genre stuff before? Or was this your first? Uh, this was my first time working with with Black Fawn, and then obviously with, with Jeff as well. But it okay. couldn't have gone smoother. But had you done any other horror stuff before, or was this like? A um, like I was part of another film called Late Night Double Feature. Okay. And within that, it's kind of an anthology film, and then my segment was called Slit. Okay. Um, and so I was part of that, and that's had w- rave reviews on the cool. film festival circuit. No, uh, because I was just I'm always I'm always interested in like when people like first go into like a horror film as an actor where you're just sort of like okay I'm like I'm an actor I've done these roles and all that stuff like now we're no, gonna spray fucked. some yeah. blood in your face right, it's like out right. of a gallon of like just yeah. like all over you and just have <laughs> yeah. fun you know, I like, had that, that moment my next, my next question <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. do you have that moment on, Do you have on like goopy like gross days on set or? um oh yeah yeah can I, I can I talk about yeah. that yeah well no I don't <laughs> know no I don't think I can okay well yeah, exactly. I was going to say was that there was just blood in your hair and, and all over, and I guess. I mean, yeah, during filming, there was there was one day where I learned to meditate for probably three hours <laughs> while, while we were filming. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. was there any, I was going to say if there was any intense makeup process that you guys had to do at any point, or, because that's always, that's always seems like, when you're watching like a, I mean, uh, one of the, one of the people on the website, Sophie, she does some special effects makeup and stuff, and she's like, you just, you sit there for like hours and hours being like, I got this bloody axe wound perfect and you see it on film and it's like for half a second you're like that took me hours right, <laughs> and you're just right. sort of like having this guy sit there perfectly still with this like intense makeup job and then it's right, like yeah. camera flashes covered mm-hmm. in blood and strobe lights and stuff and you're like i guess i guess it was not worth for that one not second. for virgil it was more it's the, the other victims yeah, yeah it was the, it was more or less the victims and mm-hmm. ariana's job was just to kind of age me up mm-hmm. as best she could <clears throat> she did great yeah was there any um What's the word I'm looking for? Like, were there any? Was there anything that you were? Because you just said you didn't see the the whole script. Was there anything like shock you or anything? Where you're like, oh fuck, this is a serious business. People are going to get viscerated on screen. Or were you like, since you had already done the horror film, you're like, eh, whatever. This is this is a horror movie. Well, I knew it was bound to to be those aspects of it within it. Was it always so. called Better the Dead? I think I think so. Like a, you yeah. didn't have an earlier work. It's a great title. Like it <laughs> was. Just, it was. Uh, so I I I went to pitch a film to Breakthrough with Codes and everyone, and they said. They took me out to lunch and said, great idea, great, great idea. We don't want to do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's okay. And I and so me and Cody went out for a beer, and I was all down and out. And I said, I got this other thing I was thinking about. It was this bed that judges people and kills them. Mm-hmm. And we started pounding drinks. And I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down. Pounding. <laughs> Real stories coming out now. And then I wrote, I wrote down the bed of the dead. Like I was had a few drinks, and I wrote down. I was like, <laughs> and Cody had been to the bathroom, and he came back, and I just held it up to him like, what do you think of this as a title? And he loved it, and and, then, and that's uh, that was there from the beginning. Man, that's yeah. I was like, as soon I like, I feel especially when you're when you're like when you hit there and you just get the big thick Fantasia book where just like yeah. two hundred pages and you're just like turning pages and kind of everything starts to like bleed into itself. Yeah, like, better the dead. Does better the yeah. dead kind of stands out. You're like, what sure. now? And you're like, you almost immediately like have at least some idea. Well, it was origi- it was originally going to be called Bedlam. And then there that's, was that's a thinking man's title. Bed, that's great. Bed but, uh, stains. Or <laughs> that was Scott's that night. Something about because <laughs> originally it was supposed to be blood that of these victims that went into the wood. Or no, no, no. The guy got blood and stained the this, oh, his like furniture with blood like because instead of, yeah. in Germany during war times there, there was a shortage of stain. <laughs> so he used blood wow. from these that victims. <laughs> so then at the end of the there's movie, there's a shortage also, of stain. Just, yeah. just use blood, blood you guys. blood. And then at the end of the movie, you pull back and you see the bed, and then you see all this other furniture. There's like chairs and 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 all this other stuff, and then it implies maybe there's a sequel, like the Chair of the Dead or right. whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah, 
but 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 yeah. So bedlams. I think we're gonna call it bed stains or something. I gotta say, as good of an idea as Bed of the Dead is, Chair of the Dead just sounds terrible. It's I don't just know. I'd, 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 I'd skip right over that. Maybe Ottoman of the Dead. But Chair of the Dead, I'm not sold on that one. I'm not thinking of like what what's like what's the scariest piece of furniture that like you could go to. Like, I feel that a wardrobe is pretty up there because you can like you can kind of have the Iron Maiden anything thing. Sure, like, yeah. like anything you in. could get your fingers slammed in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, sure, anything, yeah. anything that's inherently dangerous on its own. Like, right. A wardrobe is up there. Like I would say because you can also have people completely in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you can have like boom and then like, clothes on the person and then it could just have its way with them. Anything else? That sounds kind of rapey. That would be, <laughs> might be. I don't know what wardrobes do in their spare time. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <clears throat> now. What did, what's like? What's your grandest sort of hopes for in terms of the the distribution of this thing? Like, how many like how, you know? Well, you're, yeah, you're wireless streams. Who are you hoping that like? How many people are you hoping this gets out to? Uh, maybe like outside of the festival circuit or whatever or what have you. I, I think that yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's so above my head. I, I, I think that'd be a question for Chad and Cody and those right. guys. Right? Because yeah. you guys, I mean, they like, don't tell me much. Okay, <laughs> leave me out of that stuff. So it's, it's so black, yeah. black fawn films. Black fawn films. Yeah, right. exactly. That's it. And you guys have a whole set of them, right? Like they're not not to say a set, but it's like that you're like working a lot of genre horror. Yeah, stuff we we like have um we have an eight picture deal okay. with Breakthrough Entertainment. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, Bed of the Dead was film number three that we just finished uh number five right. heretics by okay. chad archibald and prior to that we did a film called letter out film number four by cody callahan who did Andy social one and two right yeah so eight, how did any film deal seems kind of wait but it's multiple filmmakers right i was kind of gonna i was reading all the press release and stuff <laughs> and you guys i guess it's like a kind of a collective of yeah some there's, sort, there's, there's like four of us right there's chris chad cody and myself and and uh, you know Sometimes if, if Cody has some trouble or is like, I can't I figure out this character, he'll send it to me. I'll help him write mm-hmm. something. But then Chad might come and gaff for right. a week on my film or blah, blah, blah. Everyone kind of just the – li- the lines really blur. Because everyone's kind of – you know, they're, 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 they know enough about every role. How did that, how did that kind of come about, if you don't mind me asking? Like, it's just like – I mean, usually you often think of like a director kind of being the singular guy who's like driving a – driving a film and then you have like right. these I guess four directors who are also co-writing things and like co-producing things and just like I think did it's you guys just like, like get together and well like, it's one of those things where this. like you know how like I feel every, everybody who gets into film whether they're a PA or an editor or, or an AD everybody wants to tell a story mm-hmm. so I feel like everyone kind of wants to direct at some point I certainly did and and I ended up pursuing cinematography Chad's an editor mm-hmm. like he's a fantastic editor and Cody's um, an art director mm-hmm. And Chris is a writer producer, but we're all directors. Slash director. Like everybody in everybody the world is a, is a storyteller. So yeah. and everyone so yeah, so it's like um, you gotta turn to direct, but <coughs> you have to do this, this and the other thing. Right. So so you pitch your idea and if everyone likes it, it's like, Okay, cool, you can make it. But if you don't like it, well, what are you doing on the next movie? Well, okay, I'll yeah. I'll do this. And I guess so. I mean it works out, I suppose, in a way for you guys, because you're like I mean like not to not to take down anything, but like an eight-picture deal is a pretty big deal for like one guy. You'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like if oh, I got it, like, it's, it's very intimidating. Yeah, exactly. It's but if you're like, "Oh, there's four people, and we can all pull our weight, and we can right. like," it seems like it's like a lot more of a tackleable, yeah, <laughs> like yeah prospect. Absolutely. Well, I said it before. Like if I'd be on set and looking at, at Better the Dead, and I look at the modern, I'm like, "There's something. It just doesn't look. It doesn't look like a movie." Right. So I, Cody would be offset doing a pickup or whatever, and I'd say, "Codes, you got to get the set, bro," because I don't. I don't know what's 
happening here. So he'd come and he'd look at it and he'd be like, okay, I got this. Uh, and he'd, he'd give some suggestions or he'd say that we need to, you know, age this wall or this and that. This is if our art director or our production designer was not on set. Yeah. So he could step in. Anytime there was gore or blood, I was like, Chad has to be on set. Even if it was small, I just needed his eyes on the monitor because mm. that's his thing. He does, right. you know, he did bites, so he knows blood and goop and <laughs> yeah, all yeah, that kind sure. of stuff. So, yeah. So, so it's a great team. I like. I, I how you guys? How do you guys get to meet? How do you guys know each other? I mean, like, I, like there's like a lot of trust, I guess, because like having like gone into various like ventures and stuff with like friends and buddies even if you're like they're cool and i think they can do this thing and then you're like oh shit now we're in business right like but you guys i mean you said you're, you're already you're you said shooting film five like yeah we're we just finished five yeah okay so yeah so finished up five it's like it's like obviously it's working yeah you know like it hasn't it hasn't yeah. exploded immediately so it's like how did you guys like meet and be like oh this is the this is the team was it just like pounding beers and you're right. like well, let's do this <laughs> that's i was <laughs> i was doing a, a three picture deal in Windsor. Okay. Ontario about seven and a half years ago, I think. Okay. And <coughs> the AD, uh, Svetlana, who I went to uh, film school with, who was awesome, she quit the night before she got a union gig that she had to take. Wow, okay. Because that, you know, yeah, it yeah, was the real thing, and we were just had little, we were shooting peanuts. <laughs> so she said, I, I got to go, but I got this guy who I work with who's an art guy who can also produce, and, and if you want him to take over for me, he can AD, and his name's Cody Callahan. So mm. I said, sure, okay, send me that guy, because I now we're in trouble just you need a guy yeah so so <laughs> cody came out and very quickly we kind of i really liked him I, and and we had kind of the same sense of humor and mm. and we liked the same types of films and and uh we just we were really tight and then um when the movies wrapped he he had a metal video for a band called baptized in blood he said i want to shoot it on film and uh, I know you shot film before, and I said, okay, cool, so I can do that. So I, I shot the video, hey. and, and he and Chad were co-directing, and I had never met Chad before. Okay. So that's how I met Chad, and then he cut the video, and I remember I emailed Chad three times and called him a bunch of times to congratulate him on his editing because I thought he was fantastic, and he right. never get back to me. And uh, finally Chad. we got together, and I said, dude, I think you're amazing. You're a wicked editor. Cody, you're great. Everyone's great. They liked how I shot it, so we mm -hmm. said, let's... Let's keep going. Right. And then eventually we met Chris. He was came up on a video called City on Fire. Yeah, yeah you have a, a bunch of those videos on your website too, right? On yeah. Like, uh, I guess I like you're like movies and they're like music videos. And cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came out and, and we, we all hit it off. And then kind of just the four of us just kept doing stuff together and that's it. Yeah. That's a pretty good like build to horror though. I feel like heavy metal music videos, you're just sort of like, I'm on basically going to film a three or four minute horror movie and like, every does. metal band's going to be like, yes! Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm so into this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. So they, and then I guess you just, you, you guys like it's like, pulled it's your like resources. It's like a no-brainer, you know? Cool. It's like if I set up a shot, like if Chad or, or, or Cody or anyone runs in, they're like, I, I don't even have time to look at it but you know what I wanted and I'm like, hey, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of, you know, I could I on certainly on Bed of the Dead like uh, uh, Cody would take over second unit directing Chad mm -hmm. would DP it and mm -hmm. I didn't even I never even saw what they shot I just gave them the pages for that and they'd run away and just make and it happen get it done so you mentioned um, that you guys kind of had like similar movie tastes and stuff and I mean obviously like right, Fantasia it's a big genre horror fest and stuff like what what were those movies were, that you guys clicked on like any like well the, I was working we were coming up with this film called it was called Get in the Effing Trunk right. Right? And, and haunted uh, trunk. No, just in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm thinking haunted bed, haunted, haunted trunk. trunk. <laughs> so the rest of the car is fine. That the might have been. That was going to be a, a, a low budget movie, right. and, and and 
we were at the airport and at LAX and coming back to Toronto and I said, Coz, I got this idea. I don't know if you know this guy named Julian Richings. I think he would be awesome to play the lead. And Cody's like, dude, Julian Richings is like, Richings is my hero. And and we talked about Hardcore Logo and right. and that was kind of first when we were like, okay, we're, you get it. Who do you and play in Hardcore Logo? Is he the he's uh, the, the bassist or the, you know or is he the guy? He's the guy who owns the ranch. Uh, Bucky O'Hate. Yeah, right. so the guy who owns yeah, the ranch. They that go they go to yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got it. I was like, I was like, I was like, I remember the acid thing, and I was like, yeah. the bassist was like the guy who did acid, but no, the guy who gave the bassist the acid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was the first time, and then you know, films like uh, the Alien series, Twenty Eight Days Later, The Shining, stuff like that. Oh. So. Is there any? And you have any like? I guess I mean, Hardcore Logo is obviously a little bit more obscure. Are there any like obscure movies that like you hit on? Like I always, uh, I don't know. As a as a film fan, I always like love when you're just sort of like when you like mention a movie that you're like sure you're the only person in the uh, world who saw it, and then someone uh, else is like, I saw that movie and it was the best. Do you have any like? Was there any of that? I mean, Hardcore Logo, I suppose, kind of falls into that category. But as a Canadian, I mean, like for for like for horror, just or for just for in general, where you guys clicked, it doesn't need to be horror, obviously. Not no, I think that was it. Hardcore logo. Hardcore logo, which is great. <laughs> Subway is one of my favorite movies by Luc Besson. Okay, yeah. It was the movie he made before he got big with Super like big. Fifth Element and, and Leon and all that stuff. Yeah. We talked about he. I think uh, Cody likes Subway as well. Yeah. Yeah, Luc Besson shoots like uh, what was it? Yama Yamakazi. I wanted to say it was like when the Luc Besson film with all the parkour in it, where it's like only parkour. Is it okay? I haven't seen a. I haven't seen his new stuff. It, w- it wasn't very new. It was like, I think it was, he might have been filming it around the same, t- either it was like just pre or just post Fifth Element. And it, okay. only, really, it only really came out in Europe. Right, right, right. And it's just like, there's very little plot. It's just a lot of, it's like a street gang of parkour guys. That's and it's like, awesome. it's like, if it was shot by almost anyone else, you'd be like, this is dumb. But like, Luc Besson just makes it look like, he's like riveting as these guys are like running up walls and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm so into everything that's going on. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. It was like right around the time the Fifth Element came out it was like a super it was like a smaller release i guess it was either right before or right after i think he was probably filming it before he knew like whether or not fifth element was gonna like work or not because right. i mean like obviously he had the big budget and stuff but i mean it was pretty ambitious i'm sure you're like Absolutely. you're probably like terrified if you're like if i screwed this up yeah. my career is over yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah yamakazi came out around the same time it was really cool. good so there's a petite waitress that works here at the, the bar that we're in right now mm-hmm. and like the first thing i noticed is that she looked like a lot like uh, Natalie Portman from The Professional, mm-hmm. from Leon, The Professional, mm-hmm. which is r- right off the bat. It, I mean, you know, the, you're saying you know that a full grown woman looks like a 12 year old girl. Adam uh, must have gone over real well, but she didn't really know the reference. Uh, <laughs> but then, and then guess what her name is? Nikita. Whoa! So it's the double Besson reference. Wow! Yeah, all over Besson. I've been waiting for someone to appreciate that. <laughs> <anecdote. laughs> I just, you know, I was wedging that in. Though. Oh, cool. I'm done. And you're done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I, uh, I guess, Colin, similar similar question. If you uh, to that to what I just said. No, to weird. what I just said. I was just oh. moving past oh, your okay. weird. There's a girl who looks like she's 12, and her name is Nikita. <laughs> I was just, just going to keep breathing. I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't really look like she's 12. Yeah, like. <laughs> this gets weirder and weirder. No, I mean, like she looks. Okay, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say, like, uh, were you were you a horror movie fan before you became an actor, or were you always? Or, I mean. Um, not specifically. Okay. Um, I didn't even really, you know, think that I would get into this industry. It kind of, um, just kind of came out of nowhere, really. Okay. Um. Were you always aspiring to be an actor, or was that like... I went to school for business and, and firefighting, grew up playing baseball pretty competitively, mm-hmm. um, got injured from that, 
three screws in each shoulder. Whoa. Uh, each? Yeah. What? Yeah. So Jesus. I got scars. How? Just How in to, both? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like there's like, something that happens to one shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I, uh, did it happen at the same time or was it just like wear and tear that like took uh, you? Imagine if it was at the same time. That's what I'm wondering. Just like a, like a large man grabbed him by both arms <laughs> and swung around. Uh, <laughs> But I feel like there's like something you could do swinging a bat that could screw up both shoulders, probably. Okay, now we've got to know. So was it one? Was it a one-time injury, or was it just wear and tear? It was just uh, the doctor said a little bit of wear and tear, and because it was both, obviously, just the way Jesus. you know I was I was put together. Oh. Goodbye sports. Yeah, yeah. pretty wow. much. And then you were like so acting. Those, yeah, those those were <laughs> fixed, and then I got into acting through a friend who was filming. Um, North of Toronto. Okay. Um, she called me. She knew I was kind of in that vicinity, that area. Mm-hmm. Said, are you free? We need some background in it. And um, I was having a bad week that week. I said, sure. <laughs> I needed a change. <laughs> Went out that week. Uh, one thing led to another. It was great two days on set. Um, her agent said, you know, you want to f- follow through with it? So I did it like three, four more times and then got the bug. I was like, I'm going to, you know, yeah. pursue this and see what happens. Got an agent, moved down to the Toronto, and then uh, the rest is kind of history. Just been kind of working my way through different, you know, film and television cool. opportunities as they come up. Yeah, but growing up, you didn't, you didn't no. horror and stuff. Nothing, nothing. No, I'm saying no, oh whether, horror. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you yeah, ever, you I ever mean, watch that stuff as a kid? Like, um, I wasn't really into the blood and gore per se, but more yeah. of like the psychological stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, like I love Seven. I okay. actually, I got, I actually got to work uh, on a show with David Hackle, who directed uh, Saw. Oh, okay, or not cool. Seven. Saw. Saw, yeah. yeah. Um, Seven's a great horror yeah. movie, though, <laughs> psychologically. Um, but, yeah. Was there any stuff like, that stuck out when you were, like, a kid? Were there any, like... Poltergeist. Poltergeist? <laughs> yeah, that old lady with that, like, little girl voice. Yeah. It's, it's a super scary movie. And it's supposed to be, like, almost like a family horror yeah, movie. Yeah, Poltergeist but it's not. is kind it's of, like... It, it's portrayed to be, like, sort of a family-friendly horror. To an like, extent. It was like, just I mean, that I think, voice. I think, like, the tar- like, in my head, the target audience of it is, like, 13, 14-year-olds. It's really scary. <laughs> like, like early high school is yeah. kind of, like, who you're, like, oh, we're going to watch Poltergeist from hardcore. We're, like, 13. But then I'm, like, that it fucks you up when you're 13. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it did. <laughs> it's, like, it's scary enough. It's kind of, like, it's, like, a bit like Carrie in that regards. Like, Carrie is one of those horror movies that you can watch apparently way early like and your parents like i guess don't re- think it's the worst horror movie and then you watch it and you're like no this is <laughs> and fucking terrifying and, and features middle class uh white americans smoking marijuana yeah yeah mm. on screen real <laughs> shit's moving that shit's real shit's real shit's yeah real. <laughs> carrie just gets remade every no. every couple years now i think is the, sure. the new rule for carrie um do you, you uh, black Lawn films um you guys how m- do you have any other movies at Fantasia? There's this one, and uh, is that this it? Is, this this year? is it. This year, okay, yeah. And you said previously you had the Drownsman, you had Bite, anti- think Antisocial, Antisocial one also. and two. Yeah, last Those year was Bite and Antisocial two. Right, and, and two yeah. years ago was Drownsman. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Cool. so. Basically, you guys have had like the whole. Yeah, I think this is the fourth year we've been coming here. It's oh. a good run. So, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's, good. It's, good. Yeah. it's your like summer tradition now. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Have you, have you looked at the, uh, at the schedule at all for anything else? Is there anything else that catches your eye that I, you're excited well, for? Any friends you want to... I basically told Steph, who's the composer, who's also my fiancé, um, you pick a bunch of movies. Right. I, don't, I want you to surprise me. Right. So she's picked a few films, and I'm just going to go and probably the, you probably sit down and the just... Best, best. Well, yeah. There's always like just be f- have fun. And yeah, be there's always like there's so much <coughs> stuff going on at the festival. Like, yeah. I, I always I find it's it's super funny when you like talk to people who have like a completely different Fantasia experience. Like I'm like not to 
diminish it or anything i really don't go see a lot of the uh like the kung fu stuff and asian horror doesn't really do it for me a lot of the time it's like these people who are super into it mm-hmm. you're just sort of like like what movies are seen they're like this 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 this, this. i was like i saw none of those like right, i right. went to go see all these movies and <laughs> none of them overlapped with your list so right. it's super cool but you can always get like those weird like surprises and stuff at the festival like uh yeah. one of my friends she's like a couple of years ago she there was a korean like rom-com called like like tips and tricks to get men for life or something like okay. it was like really weird and she's like and now i'm into korean rom-coms and she's like awesome every, she's like every year i'll be like like quickly skip through to like look what's Hilarious. from korea and Where? what looks like it's a romantic comedy and i'm yeah, like yeah. that's the one and i was like well, that's a weird thing that happened to your like movie taste that you're now like south korean rom-coms please that's what I, that's where i'm at like uh colin do you have any, anything that you're super excited for um, I left it too late to, to kind of dig in, but um, if I come back to see the next screening on the first, right. uh, I'd like to come up maybe a day or two in advance. I have another friend yeah. who's uh, Pedro Miguel Arce, who's in Kidnap, Cap- Kidnap Capital, okay. um, which is showing, I believe, on the 30th. Okay, cool. Um, and that's kind of uh, a human trafficking story. Oh, so it looks really, really good, and, cool. he, and he does well. Uh, well, that's right. I'm, I'm hoping cool. to get a ticket to uh, – what's the film with Numi Repace? Showing on Sunday. Uh, this Sunday? Yeah. Uh, the the name escapes me anyway. Ari Millen, who's a buddy of ours, is is also in that. So I think we're going to try to cool. check that out. You, yeah, you guys are here for the whole weekend, right? Like, yeah. So that's it. You're just yeah. going to be schmoozing and all around town and yeah. getting getting the word out for, for better the day. I, I, I can't believe you guys have never been to a midnight screening. You're going you're gonna to yeah. love it. Plots. Huh? Plots. They go to plots. I, well, the, when they told plots. us, they said... Fine. They said uh, it's midnight. I was like, "Is that good or is that terrible?" I don't know. I don't know what to, to make <laughs> it. No, but it's, that's, that's good. That's it's good. good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on a Friday night, man. Yeah, like, exactly. The Friday, Saturday midnight show. Saturday, night yeah, Saturday. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. super it's be real fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sold out. The question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then so the so 11:55 it ends two ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just shy of two. Yeah. 15 minute Q and A. So we're looking at 2:15, 2:20. Last call is three. There you go. Yeah. No, the That's bar is staying open to like four because there's a festivals and stuff yeah, going on. Three thirty ish. Oh, well, don't they have the extended bar hours for festival stuff? Uh, do they know. do that? But only in the cartoon spectacle. I don't know. I know that. I know that if you have a beer in your hand at three, they're not kicking you out. Okay. So, so as long as we can get in there for the last yeah, exactly. We used, to, we used to. Yeah, we, you I, guys I, are in a hotel <laughs> though. We're at a B&B, Air, but Air I think Airbnb. everyone everyone goes to the Irish Embassy. Yeah, exactly. That's for four years, that's where we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Which is next door. Sponsor, I don't know if you're exactly. going to be able to make it to the Embassy before closing time after the screening tonight. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say stock up at your stock Airbnb. Up, stock up at your plans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just have yeah. a bunch of bunch uh, of beer in the fridge at the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, that's awesome. probably the best. Bring the party cool. to the B&B. Wicked. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I mean, let me know. I'll come by. I mean, i got to be here till midnight anyway. Awesome. Walter's working the club till at least midnight. Cool. He'll bring the party yeah uh you want to have five questions walter are we doing the are we, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah five yeah, questions yeah, even yeah. though there's okay sure. yeah i feel like we're gonna just keep it so every uh, every episode we uh, we ask the same three questions of all of our guests and then our previous guest asked you guys a question without knowing it was going to be you guys okay and then uh, you get to ask a question into the future uh with of our next guests yeah did we ever did i ever give you dan's uh, question i asked dan's question to the girls and i put it on the thing it's <coughs> fine oh cool we took care of it you took care of it. I took care of it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me pull open the questions. There. All right. So question the first. Well-oiled machine. Yeah. <laughs> well-oiled machine. Okay. So this is uh, – I'm going to ask uh, – same question to both of you, but uh, who would play you in a movie? 
Uh, Edward Norton. Ed Norton. I Ooh, see that's it. A good I one. see it. You had an actor sitting right next to you. You know, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> you could have thrown Colin a bone, and you're like, rub. nope, Edward. No, I can see Edward. <laughs> I can see, I can maybe see a little, maybe Nicholas. If Nicholas Cage and Ed Norton had a kid, Ed Norton, mm-hmm. good answer. Yeah. He'd play me. Right. Yeah. Colin, would would you play yourself, or would you be like, no, 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 no I I'm not going to play myself in my own <laughs> biopic. That's crazy. Um, who would I pick? Hmm. Gyllenhaal's doing some nice stuff right now. Yeah. Probably. Uh, <laughs> oh, with old Jakey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Let's go with him for now. That's a good one. Go Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I like and that. He, play, I like he plays it. the cop in Zodiac Killer, too, so there's like a yeah. cop mm. connection. You'd be like, yep. you did a good job as a cop, Jake. I just a lot of his stuff <laughs> like he's done recently. <laughs> Nightcrawler was like in crazy. Is Zodiac? Is, yeah, he not a, is he not a he's reporter? He's a writer. I think he's a reporter. Robert Downey Jr. is a reporter. No, he's a reporter, man. He's like a newspaper. Then I thought one of them's the cop, one of them's the reporter. Uh, What's his face? Mark Ruffalo is the cop. Ruffalo is the cop. You're right, you're right. right, right, right. Dude, not challenge me on. on I'm not. I was just saying. Adventure Zodiac. (laughs) I just. All time. They're both so hard nosed. (laughs) They're both hard nosed. Question number two. Question number two. I guess this is apropos since you guys did a horror movie. What are you afraid of? In life? In or it could be haunted beds. What like if there's like general. Just, just what are you afraid? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm afraid of uh, dark spaces, empty spaces. And a horror movie director. That seems. Oh yeah, <laughs> terrified. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> when I lie in bed, if I'm alone and the house is empty, I'll just think of another room, mm-hmm. and I'll just think that the room's there. Right. The room exists, and there's things there. I can even focus on like uh, the corner of a, uh, the room and a piece of dust, and I'll think that dust there. No one knows the dust there, but I know the dust is there, and it starts to freak me out. Wow. And then I'll go big, and I'll be like, okay, so Mars is there, <laughs> planets are there, moons, uh, satellites are there, and they're there, and no one knows them, and no one's looking at them, but they're still there. Right. And that just freaks me out. That is that's kind of true. And then I have to put on some light music to distract. <laughs> me. So I, can I feel fall like that's asleep. one of those things where you're just sort of like that can like be like a real like slippery slope of like it, oh yeah you're like fuck what you like, go bigger and bigger and bigger we've and never bigger seen, like, and entire then your planet yeah your brain explodes yeah, yeah. so that's what's, that's what Jesus freaks me out. I would say, stay away from psychedelic drugs, man. I was like, if you have those thoughts and you're like rolling, you're like in all sorts of trouble. Right. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> Colin? Colin, same question. Uh, easy one, snakes. Snakes? Yeah, I'm just not good. I like okay. even looking in their direction. Wow. Just yeah. like we had um, we had Jake the Snake Roberts on the I show. I like that was oh, the nice. existential, like, Did you? Spaces. I just watched his doc on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was great. Snakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And he, he, he doesn't like snakes. Like, that's... Doesn't like, like snakes. Really? Yeah, he was like, it was... He he, he pitched the, the gimmick of the having the snakes thing because he's like, he knew they were scary and badass and they're like, go with it. You're the snake guy. And he's like, fuck, wow. they're scary and badass and I hate them. Like, so he, like, his entire <laughs> career built around, like, having snakes having and he's like, does not like snakes at all. Crazy. <laughs> it's like you pitched the scariest thing you could think of <laughs> and they were like, just roll with it. Just have a snake on you at all times. And you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, question number three. Um, if you were allowed to get a tattoo when you were 12 years old, what would it be of? So, like, when you were 12, what was the coolest thing in the world to you that you were like, oh, I would get a tattoo and this would be badass? And obviously you're 12. So. At 12, I wanted, because <clears throat> I know I, what I wanted, I wanted the... Um, the rebel symbol from Star Wars, like the, the that red, like kind of thing. Yeah. Like thing. I wanted that on my arm. That that holds up though. Like I still, I'd still do it. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm, I feel like I missed tattoo time. Oh. 
I don't know. I got my I got a pretty I got my first like leg piece tattoo, which is about like all my lower calf, and uh, when I was like thirty something, because I was like I was like I was like I kind of like missed it, and then I was like, no, I still want this, and fuck it, I wear pants most of the time. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be cool for me when I wear shorts and stuff. I was like, no work's gonna know. Hey Keith, still went with it. T- tell him tell him about the other tattoos that nobody else is gonna know about. It's true. I also have my Let's tattoo. Wait, wait for it. Wait I have my tattoo. It. My knuckles are tattooed with uh, Go on. infrared. Go on. Like like UV. Really? Of what though? What's what's on the what? knuckles though? They're, this is the nerdiest thing. <laughs> is it Elwood? No. No, no, wait for it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I wish it was Elwood. <laughs> Elwood would have been legitimate and badass. <laughs> <laughs> this is not so this, that. this comes from uh, an idea that I have when I was like 17 or 18. It's not his idea, really. It was absolutely my idea. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, um, why am I drawing a blank on the actor? doesn't matter. Yeah, it absolutely does. Who plays Harry Sirius? Potter? <laughs> Who plays Sirius <laughs> Black, though? Because the actor's fucking... It's freaking Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. So Gary Oldman, uh. in the thing for Prisoner of Azkaban... He Harry, has, Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. He has, like, runes tattooed on his knuckles as his prison tattoos because he's, a, like, a wizard. It's like, fictitious... Harry Potter alphabet. <laughs> so it's not. <laughs> no. It's a real fucking Rooney alphabet. <laughs> tattooed. So yeah, I got in, Harry in Potter red ink. <laughs> Harry you Potter only see prison tattoos. Under a black light. So yes, absolutely, you missed the tattoo window. <laughs> Keith did too, but he doesn't care. <laughs> so. Yeah. so yes, I have Harry Potter prison awesome. tattoos basically on my knuckles. And I kind of forget I have them. And every now and then under black light, I'm like, whoa. And then I was like. So the question should be rephrased as, what tattoo would you get? Would you have gotten if you were 12 years old and didn't have the sense to do it, or if you were me now? <laughs> <laughs> or if you're me now. The one thing I will say about the inf- uh, the black light tattoos is, is like the one thing when they're healing, it's like a thousand times crazier than a normal tattoo because it's just the scars and you don't see the ink, so it just like looks like you oh. took a knife to your hand and like carved oh. it up. People are like, <laughs> that would be a crazy thing to do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, what is that? I'm like, no, 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 man. And it's like it's tattoos, but like there's no ink underneath, so you only see the cuts and uh-huh. like. It looks like you're. It, was, it, was, it almost seemed like it was a terrible decision. Oh. Wait, look at this. You can't see it now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking Walter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> call the same question. What did you get tattooed? Oh, geez. Um, when I was 12? Yeah. What was the coolest thing? At that time, probably something to do with Harry baseball. Potter, prisoner of Azkaban. I think. Some baseball. Who's, who was a big ball player when you were a kid? I was like, Mark McGuire, but that was probably um, way later. Who was my favorite player when I was growing up? Kelly Gruber, third baseman for the Jays. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, on the hot corner. I was a George Bell man. Where, yeah? Because they always booed him, and I'd be at the exhibition stadium. I'd go, Dad, why do they always boo at him? <laughs> why? Because he's not playing him? hard enough. <laughs> really? Was that it? <laughs> well, he seems like he's playing hard. I Dad, I think he's okay. No. Yeah. He, has, no he has a lot I, I, more I, I, in him. I know none of these people. Oh, these yeah. sports references. I, so I really, I want to know why these people are booing him. I don't know what he's done It's wrong. like maybe a Jays logo. Would you consider a Jays logo as a 12-year-old? Uh, probably at 12, yeah. <laughs> I thought about like getting, I'm a clean slate right now, but I thought about getting maybe the scars covered up with like baseball stitching or something. That'd be cool. Like that's cool. Uh, over the, I Question four is where you no. answered the question from our last guest. From uh, Natty Willett and to, Natty. Uh, to Natty Willett. <laughs> Natalie Willett. Natalie and, Willett and uh, Ellie McDonald. Yeah, to uh, comics, to stand-up oh, comics in this, this city. This is going to get real, oh. real personal. Uh, they asked the question, what's the most embarrassing thing you've masturbated to? <laughs> Not yeah, our I question. I forgot that was the question. We don't have to. We, could, we don't have to no. do that. I, okay. I, no, I'll answer that. Okay. I saw the the film uh, Velvet Goldmine. Okay. And you know the the lead, Velvet Goldmine. The, he's, like the he's playing like David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. There's like the David Bowie and there's the Iggy Pop. I had a confusing next day. Whoa. <laughs> the next day, and I was with my buddy, and we were on the subway going up to York, and I was like, 
Have you been thinking about that movie? He's like, yeah, I, I have these weird thoughts about that movie. So yeah. that might have, that might have happened that night. Like, <laughs> this is something interesting, and then I, I feel know. that like you're not necessarily alone. It there. didn't. It didn't. It didn't last. Like it stayed in there. I was like, oh, this is cool. That guy's oh. really good looking. And then it kind of it wasn't working as well as I had hoped. <laughs> But I think that I think that David Bowie is like if, if anybody has ever like kind of like been on the fence about like what they're getting aroused by. I think like a David Bowie situation is like it's one of those things where you're like maybe. And he's safe too. He's like no no it's cool you can try it and if you're not into it that's okay. Yeah, exactly. He's like we still we'll have a drink and it's cool it's but fine. but you know even he like he was just he was all over the map in terms yeah. of what he was. He's like. almost cool to be bi curious about. Totes yeah exactly. Totes. Yeah. <laughs> Totes fine. <laughs> exactly 100. percent If you're like oh, I'm like having thoughts about a guy and it's David Bowie everyone's like you're like ah that's cool. Colin, you're what fine. Uh, what androgynous sex symbol did you? What he said. <laughs> so what he said. Said. Also watch <laughs> Vel- that's weird that you guys gold did you both vel- both watch Velvet yeah, Gold yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Really? <laughs> uh, Better than dead brother. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say like I was like yeah, I was like th- I definitely I remember as a as a kid just like because I mean, like nudity plays a big part in a lot of horror films and stuff like that. But it's like it's always dangerous, like because you're like basically if there's like a hot naked girl, like she's gonna bite in a horror film. So you're like as a kid, you're like, all right, this is okay, and then it's like, boom, and she dies, and you're like, no, like what happened to my like pubescent like arousal? Now I was immediately confronted with a grisly murder. Right. Like girl, girl gets naked in a horror movie, and the kid's like, yeah, yeah. Like my folks let me watch Carrie, the original Carrie, way too young, and. Uh, and it's w- and, and well not way too young. I mean, it was so it was like that 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 opening scene was so conflicting, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. Where it's just like you know, like the girls frolicking, and then right. just like the the jump cut to like Carrie bleeding in the shower, and it's like and it's like for like you know yeah. three seconds, they're just like awesome, and then it's like ah oh, fuck. Yeah, like, what like, do I do with this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these feelings are confused. Yeah. Uh, uh, right, so now you get to uh, now you get to turn the tables on uh, on I guess our next guests. Well, you kind of do know who they are, but pretend, <coughs> pretend you don't. Oh. We pretend you don't. Or ask them something real embarrassing. <laughs> we get to ask them a question? Yep. Yep. What part of Labyrinth did you find most? <laughs> 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 David Bowie, Magic Dance, Package Pants. Yeah. <laughs> what question would you ask them? Hmm. You'd also get a really specific being like, who did you fuck that time? And you're just like, no, just like <laughs> exactly a real, like, spell out something directly that they've never asked. You're like, oh, shit. No. Uh, you go as general as you want. <laughs> general. What's, uh. Fuck, I don't know. What do you got? There we go. You got to put him on the spot. Our last guest really put you guys on the spot with the masturbation question. That's so. a great question. <laughs> Um, do you have anything? He's deferring to anything. He's really deferring anything. to his director, man. That's could like, be that's, like, that's it, a could, great it could job. be like, you know, it could be like a, you know, just, uh, could be an, an, an and or question. It could be like, you know, would, you, would rather? you rather question? It could be like a deeply metaphysical question. Like, huh? I, I have one that I thought of. That if you were gonna like, don't take this. I'm just filling time. If you don't yeah, take no, it, no, no, no. I was gonna say that if you had to die in one of your movies, like like of the movies you guys have made, who would you how who how and would, how would you like to die? Oh, that's good. And by who? I and like that. Who? How would you want to die? Yeah. How would you that's, want to? Just die? it doesn't need to if be one of the movies. Die, just in general, how would you want to die? That's a great question. Because it's like if you God. everyone's like I drown, but it's apparently that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would Hills, you want to die? But it has to be. An it was not going out. 
Have you seen the Prestige? You haven't seen the Prestige, but I don't remember. There's that. There's this whole thing about drowning, and Michael Caine does this monologue as the guy's <laughs> girlfriend drowns, and he's like, "I had a sailor friend once, and he almost drowned. He said it was like going home." And then later on, and this is going to make him feel better. And then he's like, "Remember that story I told you about a sailor? Bollocks. Well, I almost drowned. <laughs> I lied. He said it was like agony." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Walter, so how, how how would you want to die? Oh, drowning. Drowning? Yeah. Really? <laughs> 100%. I, I, I had a brief, I had a small drowning scare once when I was like 12 or 13. And it, no, I don't want to drown. It That's was not absolute true. terror. Agony. Like completely where you're just sort of like, like I did the whole like the stupid thing you're not supposed to do, like have a panic. Drank and, all the water. And inhale and then you're just like, <laughs> and it just like goes from like terrible to worse like instantly. Like, panic. yeah, I, like I, I, I jumped off of a houseboat and when I came up, I was underneath a pontoon so I couldn't like ooh, get ooh, up and it was awful. just like. Terrifying. It. Nothing terrible happened. I eventually just like found the rim and like came out, but it was just like you come up and you're like, I'm gonna hit air, and you just like hit the bottom of like boat, and you're like, fuck, I'm dead. Yeah. Anyway, Walter, how would you die? I can you OD on weed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I That'd guess be pretty cool. I guess you can try, buddy. We <laughs> go for that. <laughs> We're gonna death you by probably weed wouldn't OD. feel it. Yeah, right. I, I would. <laughs> Might be the best way to go. Yeah. I always like. Uh, I mean, I I have a prepared answer. Uh, we're from the film The Heather's, where isn't it just Heather's? The Heather's. No, I think it's just Heather's. You're right. Yeah. From the film Heather's, they asked that question to a bunch of people. It's like they're I don't know. They're going around for the s- Heather's. The Heather's. <laughs> they asked. They're going around and asking. Oh, oh yeah, because uh, Winona Ryder's character is always like taking these like notes and doing these like surveys and shit, right? Yeah. So they ask, how how do you want to die? And a guy is like. I want to have like a bomb on my backpack, like on my back, while I'm like riding a lion. <laughs> so when it explodes, we die as one. <laughs> I was like, that, I was like, that's, I was like, that does seem like a sweet way to go. <laughs> it's like riding a lion and an explosion. Uh, so the movie. Bed of the Dead. Bed of the Dead. Uh, we're, we're not going to midnight showing, which is already sold out, so you don't even need to. And the date of the next showing is once more August, August the first. August first, five p.m. That's 5-ish. a Monday. Go see it, guys. Holiday like in Toronto. Fun. It's a holiday in Ontario, right? August first. It? It's like Family Day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Keith yeah. is often wrong about things, so I would check. I, they told me not. They told. <laughs> I, I, I work for uh, a national company, so I like. Even though we're in Quebec, I had the. He's the probably the still wrong. Now I feel like I'm right on this one. <laughs> uh, and so that, that's cool. your that's your the day. And then also, how how can people get your uh, your other movies? I guess while we're uh, while we're here, what do you guys know? I guess if you go to uh, the website, has it all? Yeah, <laughs> www.blackfilms.blackfonfilms.com. Mm-hmm. And you I think there's stuff on there that fix. You want to get those movies? You can watch them. And they're they're a lot of fun. I like. I will say that. I mean, I liked. Uh, they have that cool, like, that vibe of that movie that you want to rent when you're, like, in high school and you just want to watch, like, a scary movie with, like, a gang of people. Like, yeah. they have that, like, that vibe. You're like, it's not, you're not going to, like, go and watch it and feel, like, terrible afterwards. No. You're going to be like, this is a no. fucking horror movie and it was cool. And then I think that's what I've learned in all these years of, of making films with these guys is horror films should be fun, too. It's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. silly. Like, it's a, you know. You're, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah John, like I said, Johnsman was a lot like that. Like where yeah. I was like, you're just sort of like, I was like, oh, this is like a, it's a cool premise, and we get to like explore it, and we get to see people drowning when they're not in water. Yeah, it's super cool. So yeah, thanks for coming out. Thanks guys, awesome. thank you very awesome. much, much for having us. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the festival. Okay. Thanks.
tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure as always to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 9to5.cc We're not working. Why should you?